0: Hello, everyone. This is the Connected Family Podcast, episode number 28. This podcast is produced by Connections Family Counseling, LLC, a group counseling practice located in Quincy, Illinois, that helps build resilient kids, strong marriages, and connected families. My name is Mark Vanderlei, and I'm your host. Today's episode is all about helping your child to develop emotional intelligence. I really hope you enjoy The information, learn from it, and can apply it to your parenting journey. If you find it helpful, please go over to iTunes and give this episode a positive rating. Here now is episode 28. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me again on the Connected Family Podcast. Today's topic is about how to help your children develop emotional intelligence. I was reflecting on this episode and some of the previous episodes that I've recorded just in the last few weeks, and I certainly see some connections where all of these are beginning to wrap together, and that if we're working on these things at different times in small little bits over the course of the years, these different skills that we're talking about in the last couple of weeks really build together to develop a a child who's ready to go off to college or to help our children really develop into a well-rounded person. So. Emotional intelligence, self-esteem, independence are some of the ideas that I've been talking about over the last couple of weeks, and there certainly seem to be some connections made there. So moving forward with emotional intelligence, uh, often we ask ourselves as parents, like, what the most important thing is that I'm going to be teaching my child between birth and 18 years of age? I think our minds might jump to things like driving a car, spending money wisely, uh, work ethic, working hard, studying hard, the importance of school. Maybe it's some um, characteristics such as honesty, directness, assertiveness. All of these things are important things, I believe. But what's very, very interesting is that if we want our children to have long and successful relationships, and by successful, I mean relationships that bring joy, relationships that continue for long periods of time, and relationships that are satisfactory, research shows that teaching our children or sharing with our children emotional intelligence is one of the most important things that we can do. So in 2003, some researchers at Yale University studied a group of college-age students. So this is like our children, you know, when they've gone off to college thinking about what are, what's one of the most important things that I could offer to them so that when they get to college, they experience positive relationships. What those researchers at Yale University discovered is that as emotional intelligence increases, so do positive relationships with others. They also found that the ability of a person to manage their own emotions is closely related to positive interactions with other, others. And that's totally seems to make sense to me that I can have positive relationships with other people and my children can have positive relationships other, with other people when they go off to college and even presently when they're a, when they have high emotional intelligence, when they're able to understand what's happening in other people, understand the emotions that are going on in them, and use those emotions to make decisions and interact with others. And we'll talk a little bit more about what emotional intelligence is here in just a few minutes. Not only that, the ability to manage our own emotions really helps college-age students to have positive interactions with others. Now, that really seems... um important because if i get out of control if i flip my lid on someone because they borrowed something of mine without asking or said something that offended me it's going to be harder to have positive interactions with one another when i'm flipping my lid all of the time however if when someone does one of those things or if i encounter a stressor in my life and i recognize and i'm able to manage my own emotions maybe even share those emotions in a way with another person I can have positive interactions with those people, things that might even actually draw me closer in relationship to them rather than push me away from those other people in relationship. So those researchers at Yale discovered that increased emotional intelligence has some strong correlations between positive relational outcomes, really good things that we would hope for our children as they move away from our home. They also discovered that lower levels of emotional intelligence are associated with adolescent risk-taking behaviors like use of illegal drugs, consumption of alcohol, and deviant behavior. And so this research seems to demonstrate that if we can share emotional intelligence with our children or help them to develop that over the course of their early years, you know, 0 to 18 then the outcomes in their life in some important ways are going to be helpful. Successful relationships, long-term relationships, positive interactions with others, and decreased some of those negative behaviors, um, which are usually considered to be highly highly risky and not so positive for life outcomes. So then the question becomes, okay, so what is emotional intelligence? If you're telling me that I need to share it with my kids and really help them to develop, what is it? So um, emotional intelligence is a combination of four things. One, the ability to perceive emotions. Two, the ability to utilize emotions to facilitate thought. Three, the ability to understand emotions. And four, the ability to regulate emotions. So we're gonna go into each one of those just a little bit more. So perception of emotion is the ability to identify emotion in one's physical states, feelings, and thoughts. I love that it says physical states. So I often in my work with other people when we're talking about emotions in the counseling room, I'll say to them, where did you feel that in your body? And often people are not able to answer that question. It really takes some thought. And we actually I have to ask the question several times over the course of many sessions to get help people get really good at it. But certainly when we are feeling particular emotions, we not only, we, we feel that emotion in our body. So often people will feel um, anger in their chest or they'll feel excitement in their hands and their feet. They'll feel frustration in their um, throat possibly. And so being able to recognize, perceive emotions in our physical states is a really, really powerful way. I often think about it as that our body can give be a signal to us to what we're feeling because we feel in our body physically sooner off than we actually recognize what we're feeling. So if I can think, oh yeah, quite often I feel anger in my gut or I feel anxiousness in my chest, then I might recognize that feeling in my chest or my gut before I'm able to identify what the feeling is I'm experiencing. And so it can be a clue to me to what I am feeling. And so this wonderful thing about perceiving emotions has to do with perceiving them in ourselves, but also perceiving them in other people. And so included in that is the ability to to discriminate between accurate and inaccurate, or honest versus dishonest expression of feelings. To be able to see in another person Are they being honest with me about what they're feeling or does it seem like they're not being quite accurate in describing to me what's happening? So the ability to perceive emotions. Two, the ability to utilize emotions to facilitate thought. Well, look at that. I forgot to put my phone on do not disturb and it's ringing. So we're just going to go through it, but I'm not going to answer it right now and we'll move forward. Utilize emotions to facilitate thought. Emotions prioritize thinking by directing attention to important information. So I love this idea that really emotions are signals for us. When I start to feel angry, it can be an emotion that one of my boundaries has been crossed. When I start to feel sad, it's a signal that I'm hurt. And so if I'm can, if i feeling sad or if I'm feeling anger, then it helps me to think about that situation and directs me to important information so that I can recognize, okay, what is happening right now in the way that someone is acting towards me or the situation that's occurring right now that is driving this emotion and enables me then to make decisions and understand what's happening in that particular situation. So utilize emotions for thought. Three, understand emotions, the ability to label emotions and recognize relations among the words and emotions themselves. So the ability to feel something physically, feel something in our bodies and in our have these certain thoughts and the ability to label them. Oh, that's anger. That's frustration. That's discontent. That is sadness. And included in that would be the ability to um, express emotions using words fourth the ability to regulate the emotions of self and others ability to stay open to feelings both pleasant and unpleasant ability to reflectively engage or detach from an emotion depending on its informativeness and utility ability to reflectively monitor emotions in relation to oneself and others so this ability to have a situation Have a stressful event. Notice that I'm getting upset. And regulate and manage that emotion. Both pleasant and unpleasant. Often I find in the work that I do with teenagers and and adults. Is that we tend to want to avoid unpleasant emotions. And really, really focus on pleasant emotions. The trick is. The way that we use to avoid the unpleasant emotions. Tends to really also numb out the positive things. So when we get rid of the negative. We also get rid of the positive, and that's a bummer. We wanna feel the really positive things. So the ability to sit with, feel, experience, and manage both pleasant and unpleasant emotions. Okay, so that's what emotional intelligence is, the ability to perceive, utilize, understand, and regulate. So how do we help our children learn and grow in this area? There are three things that I think. One, focus on connection. Two, focus on perception of emotions. Three, focus on managing emotions of self. First, focusing on connection. So the research about how children develop emotional intelligence shows that it is passed on through connection with parents. Honestly, this is really, really good news, and this is really, really challenging news because Often in our culture, what we feel like our responsibility to do as parents is to arrange a number of different activities that will help our children to learn the skills that we think are most important, whether it's athletics or driving the car or spending money wisely. And as long as we bring our children to those activities and they have these enrichment things that develop their brain and their body, then everything will be okay. The problem, however, is that what research shows is that parents are the most important aspect, and connection with parents is the most important thing that occurs in developing emotional intelligence and building our children into well-rounded people. So one of the pieces of information that's demonstrated by the research is that parents who use an authoritative parenting style, what that means is a parenting style that is balanced between control and empathy, a, a balanced amount of control but also um, demonstrating or utilizing that control in an empathic way, have children with higher levels of emotional intelligence. So as I was saying, our culture tends to want get, to get us to push our kids to be involved in things that enhance their brain and um, really build their resumes so they're ready to go off to college and looks like they're involved in wonderful things and really great people. But what research shows is that it's us that matter, the time connecting in often very low-cost activities are the things that are most important. I did a podcast episode not long ago about rough and tumble play, and it talked about the value and the brain connections that are developed when we play in a rough and tumble way with our children, just on the floor, rolling around, having a good old time, and the connection that is built between parent and child in that situation. I always think about all those wonderful little games that we did with our infants when they were very, very young, eye connection games patty cake patty cake blowing bubbles just putting our finger in their hands and letting them wrap their hands around our fingers those are ways of connection that help our children to learn um, emotional intelligence interestingly even those really really small ways when they're very very young So some other ways as your children get older that you could use to build connection would be by using the basic listening skills. I did a podcast on this not long ago as well, and we'll do another one coming up in the future about five skills related to empathy and how to use empathy for connection. But really, the basic listening skills are validation, summarizing, paraphrasing, empathy, and... And really, eye contact is really a very important one. So using those basic listening skills to demonstrate to them, I hear you. I can take your perspective and your value, your emotions, thoughts, feelings are important to me. Play a favorite board game one evening a week. Schedule them to cook dinner for the family one night and help them to manage through that process. When they experience frustration or failure, be there. Understand their feelings. Hear them. Let them express it and hold those feelings for them. Spend a few minutes talking about the day before shutting off the bedroom light. Really, really focus on connection, using empathy, the basic listening skills, and really low-cost, high-engagement activities with your children, seeing the world from their perspective. Number two, focus on perception of emotions. Help your child to understand that other people's behavior is a clue To all the things that are happening on the inside of the other person. Your child can learn about how to interpret facial expression, body language, tone of voice, and other communication from us as parents. I love this because we can interpret these things, body language, expression, tone of voice, by playing fun games. Um, Pictionary. Charades. Charades red light green light and varying them in different ways that maybe one time we do it without any words one time we do it just with body language just with sign language these are fun and engaging ways to help them learn to perceive emotions and they won't even know it you can also help them to accurately perceive emotions by guessing at what the child is think feeling and expressing it verbally so if you're interacting with him cooking the dinner from the previous point and there's some sort of failure that occurs And you're like, oh, you're feeling kind of angry about this, aren't you? Or this is getting pretty frustrating, isn't it? Are ways that you can verbalize what you're guessing your child is feeling so that they have the feeling, you verbalize it with a word, and then that sort of gives them the word that, oh, okay, so when I feel this, that's the word that it is. It helps them to understand emotion. If you're correct, then your child feels heard and understood and validated. If you're incorrect then the child is able to say well no that's not exactly what i'm feeling actually i'm feeling this and you accept that you go oh okay well thanks for letting me know and that validates them and you understand your child that much more you can also help your child to be able to verbalize what they're feeling in the moment by doing it yourself if you lost your keys you might say i'm really starting to get frustrated or when you experience a setback at work you might say i'm disappointed the bottom line here is that you can help your child to perceive his own emotions by verbalizing them for him, and which then gives them the language, and also by verbalizing your own emotions in a controlled um, and managed way. So number three, focus on managing emotions of self. This is the challenge for you parents. The way that we help our children in, in the best way is to model, to manage emotions, is to model it for them. Um, so the best way to man help our children manage emotions is to be good at managing ours. Approach modeling appropriate emotional reactions to normal and difficult situations exa- shows our children how to do it. For younger children, games as I mentioned, red li- games like Red Light, Green Light, can be helpful. Older children can learn skills like belly breathing, mindfulness, or relaxation techniques, and just that verbal expression that I talked about earlier in the moment when we're feeling ex- uh, frustrated, maybe a great way to model things or maybe even taking a time out and saying something like, I'm getting really upset right now because of this situation. I think I need a few minutes away to manage and get myself calmed down so that we can come back to this at a later time. That is another wonderful way to model how to manage those emotions when, our, when we're just about getting to that place where we're flipping our lid. So folks, those are the benefits of helping our children to develop emotional intelligence. Research shows that um, improved relationships and decreased risky behaviors. It's what emotional intelligence is. Perceive, utilize, understand, and regulate emotions. And three ways that you can focus on helping your children develop it. Focus on connection, perception of emotions, and managing emotions of self. I hope this was helpful. I hope you'll continue to listen, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Connected Family Podcast. We're dedicated to helping you build resilient kids, strong marriages, and connected families. If you'd like to continue the conversation about helping your child to build emotional intelligence, please join our Facebook group at facebook.com backslash groups backslash the Connected Family Podcast. This group consists of additional resources, discussion regarding episode topics, and support for building a connected family. You can also follow us on Instagram at Connections Family Counseling or our website at ConnectionsQuincy.com.